What's up, what's bro? Up? Yo, what's up? What's the big old deal? How, How are, are you, man? You? Oh, shit. Everything fine and dandy over here. <laughs> this is so dope. It's so nice to meet you. I literally have probably watched the show like four or five times through, and it's like one of my favorite shows right now. It's probably one of the only shows I've been watching right now. Like, so funny. You are fucking hilarious. It's so good to have you on In My Feels. Oh, that's um, good, man. I appreciate that. I mean, the world. I'm Noah, you. by the way. I look crazy because oh, I'm quarantined my nails. My nails have fallen off. <laughs> this is Lou, my spirit guide, basically. <laughs> what, up, Lou? what up, Lou? What's up, man? Um, <laughs> so firstly, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, hey, Noah, hey, Noah I, know, I know your brother too, Trace, by the way, man. Oh, oh Noah's How brother. do you know Trace? Come on, man. Me and Tiger was on tour with him, Metro Station. Shake, 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 Hey, hey, that's my nigga, Trace. That's my nigga right there. We all got to kick it. Are you in L.A.? Yeah, I'm in L.A. I'm over here like K-Town, Hancock Park area, chilling. Got my French Bulldog over here. We gandering. Okay, dope. I have my Marshall. I'm going to get Marshall over here in a minute. We'll have a dog podcast. But anyways, welcome to my feels. Uh, I think the first thing we want to s- start out with is just like your thoughts and feelings and what you're kind of how you're doing just in the moment right now. Oh, well, in the moment right now, I'm feeling good. You know, Dave is on fire. You know, the, the, it's like great, man. So like when I think about me as a whole, as a person, I'm doing great. You know, I'm dealing with all this new this new profound fame, new money, new lifestyle, new friends, and, you know, all the attention. You know, I've been working for a long time. I've been in the game for a long time, but I'm just now finally getting my breakthrough. Like I said, I know your brother, Trace. I've been in this for 12 years. I've been standing behind so many major artists for so long, Fallout Boy, Gym Class Heroes, all these people. So me, I'm feeling good. But as when I think about the world, you know, it makes me sad. It's a pandemic right now. You know, we're all going through hard times, you know, mentally, you know, everybody's wondering what they're going to do with their money. You know what I'm saying? So like, other than that, I'm feeling good, but yeah. So it's, I'm kind of like 50, 50. I have my days. Amazing. I mean, I guess uh, just another inclination on, on the podcast as well is we we can get, we can tend to get a little spiritual. So, you know, thoughts, emotions, feelings become things so everything on your inside uh, creates your outside exterior rather than the exterior creates the inside if that makes sense oh it definitely um, does i'm a spiritual person man all i do is believe and think from within and you know yep. project positive energy you know what i'm saying because what i put out in the universe is what i'm going to get back you know what i'm saying so absolutely. that's all i believe in bro have you ever uh, heard of the secret oh yeah absolutely that's like that's like the the first book that's like the entry point um, I, I tell Noah all the time, um, I read these books called Seth Speaks. So Seth Speaks is like the original OG book of, you know, an entity who speaks through a woman and her husband writes down everything they say. And he talks about life after death, the, everything you could ever imagine with the universe. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I had to, for me to get to that point, it's the most intellectual spiritual book I've ever read in my entire life. And I'm so frustrated with it because it takes me about six months to read one book. Right, right. Uh, whereas the secret is my was my entry point to all of that yeah for sure you man. know um and the yeah. secret practices it, it kind of puts you on a path of happiness so manifesting within happiness which is kind of what we're trying to do in, in this life and this is what i'm essentially doing now um and same as noah as well this is why we have these conversations 
Um, but the secret's great. I mean, if anyone who w- wants to start out and all these type of things, it, it is real. Um, I, can't, yeah. I can't tell you how it's real. There's magic in the air. There's a ton of stuff. But I mean, everyone go check check that out for sure. You're right. You're right, man. And you know what's so crazy? Like just reading that book, The Secret, after reading it, I realized I've been doing that stuff all along. You know, mm-hmm. just, just coming where I come from, the ghetto, poverty infested, drugs and violence, all I'm thinking about is good things. All I'm thinking about is Hollywood and how I can make it and how I'm trying to be positive. So all I do is put out good energy. And I was doing that way before I read The Secret. So it's just dope to know that that's what some people are naturally doing. And that's yep. what I do, put out positive energy. So now you're becoming aware of the awareness. You, yeah. And now you, you can, because, you know, we unconsciously create. So therefore now you're in a position where you can consciously create. Yeah, man. And I'm definitely in a position where I need to be... Uh, slowing down and thinking now more, you know what I'm yep. saying? And moving at more of a slower pace, even though things are happening fast around me, I need to slow down and think about my steps. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So I, I want to dive in. I mean, Dave blew my mind. One of the greatest shows I've ever seen. I, I, I feel like your scene in that show is one, one of the greatest ever. scenes I've ever seen ever. Um, I, I, I want to dive into the story of how you and Dave got together. Oh, yeah, man. It's a long backstory, man. See, like I said, I've been in the game for over a decade plus. I'm a triple OG. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if people do their research and hop on the Internet, they'll find out that I've been on the road and I've been around the world. You know what I'm saying? Way before I met Lil Dicky and I had a mutual uh, manager uh, that I had. And he reached out to me one day after I stopped working with Tiger. You know, me and Tiger had our differences. So it was like, a, a let's say I was just sitting on the block one day, broke as hell. You know what I'm saying? on the county, food stamps, that type of doing bad. You know what I'm saying? And I got a text one day from one of the managers I used to work with, with Tiger, and he said, yo, I got this new artist. He dope, he white, he Jewish, he corny, but he needs swag. He need that, you know what I'm saying? He need that aggression. He need to, that stage presence. And I'm like, for sure, let me meet up with him. And then, you know, me just being the guy that I am, um, when I got that text message, I'm like, dude, this is a high power text message. This is from Tiger's ex-manager, the guy that I've been around the world with, a million times, so I'm gonna take the word serious. Went there to meet him. Lil Dicky didn't like me at first when I met him. I came in there with a fake cameraman who was my homie. <laughs> I had a fake personal assistant, just some little shorty I knew, because I was trying to put on an image, you know, be a star. I've been around stars my whole life, as far as being music in the music world. So I just wanted to put on a great image, and he didn't like that. He didn't believe it. He didn't sell into it. But when it came down to the music, it was all about them bars. And that's what I listened to. And Dicky got bars. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he's funny. Yes, you know what I'm saying? He's just naturally being himself. But when it all boils down to it, he's one of the dopest in the game. And me and him connected on the music. That's what it's about, yo. So that's how me and little Dicky linked up. We've been together for seven years. That's my best friend. He teaches me how to save that money. He has like um, creative, like, I wouldn't say creative uh, spaces to where he just isolates himself and it's like, yo, I'm gonna just be over here for a while in my house. Don't even talk to me, man. Don't even, I'll, I'll tap in with you later. And then when it's all done, it's like, man, we were reviewing it together, bro. That's the type of dude he is, man. He's like the Steve Jobs of the rap game. He takes it very serious. He's all about detail. Like when we're on set TV, I'm not even worried about the directors. I'm worried about how LD feels, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a people's pleaser and people love me naturally. So when it comes to FX and all that, like I pay attention to the stuff, but my main purpose on that set is to please my best friend. That's amazing. I love that. That's dope. So working with like, cause see, it's hard for me to work 
with what I work in because I have body dysmorphia. Right. And so it made it really hard for me to uh, like want to be in front of photos or like right. videos or like anything like that. And so like, I was just, you know, we were reading up on you and, and obviously you have bipolar disorder. And so, do, you know, I've been in therapy for a while and I've also been like, you know, am, am I bipolar? Like, cause I feel like, you know, at times I, bipolar runs in my family and like I've struggled with my like self image and everything since I was 11 years old. Like I couldn't straight look in the mirror for three years without crying. So I, I was wondering, go ahead. I said, I think you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. But I uh, was wondering how does, how's been working on a show that you're straight up talking about your, you know, bipolar, you know, and mental health issues that like I struggle with all the time. Is it hard to work and focus on that a lot? Because for me, whenever I get asked about it, sometimes I like, I retract. Um, and that's just me personally. Like, you know, I was in an interview the other day, um, or actually this wasn't the other day. This was a few months ago, Lou. I think you remember this. I think it went on NBC or something. And I started sobbing because they asked me to like tell something to my younger self. And I couldn't, like I, I couldn't say anything to my younger self and I still can't because of, of my mental health issues and my body dysmorphia. Like it really, really fucked up my image of me as a kid. So my question for you is like working on the show and it focusing on having like bipolar disorder, was that a hard scene for you to create? Oh yeah, definitely, man. Because first of all, it's just all about my backstory. I didn't cry so many nights. I didn't like, you know, pray to right. whoever I believe in just to get to that point. So number one, when I'm on set, I'm thinking about all the trials and tribulations that I've been through. Number two, I'm thinking, I'm about to be on. I'm on TV with my best friend. Everybody going to see this. We're in 30 countries. So I'm so happy. You know what I'm saying? That's just me being myself. But I was really just overwhelmed with just excitement and just thinking about the past. You know what I mean? So that's why I was able to deliver that performance like that. And it was kind of hard because I really brought out all those materials like that. And just to see that on set, like y'all didn't see, but everybody on set cried too. I want everybody to know that. Like people really cried on set. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, man, I really touch people. And it is hard to deal with that type of disorder in that type of environment because it's not really about me. I know I'm bipolar. It's about the people around me that aren't ready to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. they don't really able to understand because they don't have this um, disorder. They don't have the backstory that I come from. They, they don't know how it feels to never have money and finally get it. And you want to jump up and down and, go buy a couple things and, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? They don't understand. So yeah, man, it, it is hard dealing with it every day. I take eight to 11 pills every night. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got to worry about my mind racing all the time. It's, it's hard to deal with it, yo. It's, I, it's a constant battle. I, I'm dealing with it right now. <laughs> I, I feel you because like, you know, I'm prescribed my stuff too, but like, you know, if I'm, you know, even like not taking it consistently, I get really depressed and again, I retract and I am like really sensitive and I kind of like bark at people and like, 
you completely know what I'm talking about, right? Like you just Dude, feel. I, I just um, went to CVS right now. They told me the system down. Uh, we can't uh, give you the medicine because we can't scan it out. I'm like, y'all I have a question. Do you ever <laughs> like, you know, because like with, with my mental health, it kind of, I kind of feel like I have a hard time believing people. Like I'm always questioning and I kind of always feel like I'm being lied to. Is Ooh. that something that you, you. Man, we hear Noah. We hear Noah. I'm the same exact way. Every time my okay. manager, every time my manager tell me something, nah, bro, what you mean? Tell, tell me again. Uh, nah, bro, I don't believe you. Yeah. Like that. Tell me again. When my friends tell me something, oh, nah, man, like I'm, I'm like that too. I'm exactly like you. I, yeah. It's hard for me to believe people. You feel me? Especially when I feel like they didn't really believe in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I was honestly having a conversation with that was yeah that's exactly to the point. But I was having a conversation with actually my mom and my boyfriend today, and my mom was telling my boyfriend Noah has this thing that she's always done where she focuses on one thing, and like if you know like somebody's upset or there's there's a certain situation, like I can't let that go until like everything's fine, everything's good, or you know like. Uh, I feel like I hyper focus on a situation because I just need everything to feel fixed immediately. I'm the same way. I need reassurance. I need, reassurance. I need to listen. I need to double back. I need to triple check yeah. your word, especially if I ain't done my own research. Why should I trust you? I'm doing my research. You feel sure. me? Like I'm going to ask a million questions. That's how you get knowledge. That's how you get information. It's about progress, not perfection. So the more questions you ask, the more you're going to know. Mm-hmm. Right. I want um, I, right. I, I want to bring it back to the, the kind of spiritual aspect, right? Because I feel like, uh, like you guys, you know, I, my head used to feel heavier. Hey, I, love, I, love, I love you, Lou. You're the, you're the <laughs> I love Lou. Guy. Lou is always <laughs> bringing it back guy. to the spiritual he, aspect. He's spiritual he, he yeah. back into the peace mode. <laughs> I, I want people to understand the power they have. Like as, as individuals, you have the power to manifest yeah. anything you want in your life, but you also have the power to manifest the bad things too. And that, that's the things that we need to understand. I mean, again, you know, when you got, you know, when you say gay, you know, you don't trust people, you don't have to, you just have to trust yourself. Um, and then once you put that trust out, you'll start attracting more trust. You see what I'm saying? So, and again, I've, I, I do these experiments with myself. For example, when I first moved to LA, you know, I didn't have much money. I had a job. I was working tons. I had so much anxiety. My head felt heavier than my body. I was like, what, what am I doing? And I realized it was myself. So I saw a commercial. I mean, American commercials to me are so strange anyway. They're, they're everywhere. And it's like checks in the mail, checks in the. I'm like, what the fuck is a check in the mail? Because it's, it's quite fu- like checks to us in the UK is like, that's like old shit. Yeah. Um, but I feel like everyone here is checks. So I was like, let me try and manifest some checks in the mail as an experiment to myself. Because this feels quite, quite. I mean, I'd love to get checks in the mail. So I'd start. I don't know if you ever see them, you know, the, the checks that come. And it's like you can borrow $45,000 in a check. Oh, and, it, yeah. and it wouldn't be an actual check you could cash, but I would thank the check and I would say thank you for my $45,000. Right, right, right. And then I got a job opportunity um, as a consultancy and I didn't know how I was getting paid. I just signed a contract and usually you do all the other stuff afterwards, all the bank details. I never did that. And then a couple of weeks later, I get a check in the mail mm-hmm. and I'm like, and they right. paid me a check in the mail. So, but again, I can, I can trace back to when I was younger and I'd get into fights or I'd get into this or I'd do that because inside I was quite bitter or, or if I break up in a relationship, I'm not a violent person, but I, inside I would be so twisted and, you know, heartbroken and all these type of things. So I would go out and I'd get into these fights, which I wouldn't understand. 
So I can trace back all the positive things, all the bad things, all the everything in my life to the way I felt at the time. Right, 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 right. And I want to bring this awareness to, to everyone who's listening and to, to make them understand that you can, you can have anything you want, just as easy as you can have the things you don't want too. That's real, man. You can have anything your heart desires. Like, that's a real, real statement. Like, it sounds so cliche, but you really can have anything your heart desire, man. Like, everything that I ever felt like I really wanted, I look back and I think about it. And then I think about now and it's like, damn, I got it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you thought about it. Yeah. You know, and now if we can think about things without resisting, for example, I don't know if, say, for example, Noah's going to release a song. And this, the, the amount of negative connotations that come along with her releasing a song is like, what about the video? Is people going to love it? Is there all these things that come in and you start dwindling that manifestation? You make it from 100%. If people don't know, Lou is also my a and <laughs> I am. This is my... <laughs> but look, as an artist, but look, as an artist and a creator <laughs> and somebody who wants to be great and do it on the highest level, that's a natural instinct. You yes. always question your artwork. So- that's just a natural instinct, man. Everybody going to question their work. You know what I mean? But I'm saying if we can get to a point to unquestion the question and just put I it out. That, that's like, that's something that we, we going to battle and struggle with every day because you want to be conscious of the stuff that you're putting out too at the same time. Because right now it's a very, very delicate time in the world. You, can say, you can say the wrong thing, put mm -hmm. out the wrong visual and your career is over. You're, yep. getting, you're getting canceled. 100%. So it is, it is good to think about the things that you say because like these artists and these actors and everybody, we have big platforms. Mm -hmm. if people, people look to us for inspiration, motivation and all that. So it is our job to, to make sure that we're putting out the best stuff possible, especially if they spend any money on it. Yeah, exactly. I want to um, talk about, because I mean, I, I guess if people don't know, the, the thing about Gator is he had to actually audition to play himself on the show. Which the, oh, even the yeah. notion of that is is kind of surreal to hear. Mind blowing. It's Mind blowing. Hollywood. It's Hollywood, but at the same time, Lil Dicky, my best friend, and I respect his art. He want to be the best. He yeah. want to. He want to be Elon Musk. He want to be Jordan. He want to be all that. So if I had to audition to be myself, I'm gonna do that just out of respect of his artwork and craft. Was I mad about it? Yeah, I was because <laughs> I because I seen them audition tapes, and yeah, they wasn't gay. Yeah, <laughs> you're like how the fuck are you guys auditioning anyone but me the fuck <laughs> you actually saw other people audition to be you yeah because little dicky my nigga he's showing me the videos at the house like yeah this dude this but yeah hey everybody that auditioned man much respect much props man but it's only one gay to y'all <laughs> yeah they honestly like you know i think there's a reason why you know a lot of people and myself included uh, are going to and already have, you know, connected with your character very strongly. Um, for me, I adored your character because I felt, of course, I feel very actually personally connected to every aspect of the show because it's funny because I, I feel like, you know, I hit Benny after and I was like, bro, you are so fucking funny. Like oh when he's coming out. Benny is a nut. <laughs> now he's like, the, the fucking wasabi, spit on my ta -ta -ta -ta. Like he's so funny, bro. Like, yeah, dude, I love Benny, dude. 
Yeah, I was like, you were so funny. And it just, you know, uh, everything feels so relatable. Like for people that don't work at the studios, like it was funny to see you guys at studios and been like, oh my God, I've recorded there or like stuff yeah. like that. It's just really funny for people that like are close to it and seeing my friends in the show that I didn't know I was going to see my friends pop up in this show, you know? Um, but for me, I personally connected to your character, you know, so much obviously because you're fucking hilarious throughout and you're always like Woo! and you're just like hilarious and my favorite clip i think in the whole show is like when you're walking into the yg session in the very very beginning and you have your sunglasses on and you're in the, you're in the hey, hallway I'm like already going crazy i'm a sunglass kind of sore that's that's all i do is collect glasses i love that and i and i uh love when when he comes to your house and and you and your mom are sitting there and it's just so funny, but seeing your connection with your mom in the scene in the sneaker store really made me Mm -hmm. uh, like tear up and actually cry a little bit. Um, Cause I'm somebody who really appreciates my mom as well. And um, mom right here on my neck, got her face tatted. Well, I don't have as far as her face tatted, but I've got mommy right here on my neck. So I'm, I'm, I got the mom right I love my I mom. I know I saw that. I love my mom too. And so, you know, I think people with, um, like, I think people that struggle with, um, like, reactions like I struggle with reactions or, you know, maybe like in the heat of the moment, like getting hot on somebody, like I, you know, your mom is kind of the person that's usually always there and you know that they're not going to leave you. Um, so you kind of, I don't know if you did this as a kid. I definitely was hot towards my mom because I knew she was the one person that wouldn't leave. And so when I saw you kind of have that reaction towards your mom in the store and your mom tears up a little bit. Uh, and then you see the connection that you still have with your mom. It just kind of like looped back to how like they never leave and you kind of tr- treat the people that like love you the most. Like you, you can, you can kind of the things that people, you know, call you crazy for or whatever you can show that to them and they don't, they don't judge you regardless. Um, and I feel like that, that scene just weighed in really heavy. And, um, obviously that's the kind of point of the show where people really latch onto your character and people are like, okay, like, you know, you're really starting to learn, like there's a real plot to the show. Like, that's what I started thinking, like, okay, like this is where like you really are starting to learn about the backgrounds of people. And then, you know, the more you follow with you, the more you see the way, Gata's minds thought like your thoughts and the way everything plays out you know you're you're really hustling to just like get to where you want to be in life and that's also a beautiful thing that like no disorder held you back from from doing what you love because it held me back and I actually wouldn't know Lou with without that so um I'm grateful for that. But um, yeah, I think that's what I love the most about Gata was that it's funny talking about your character, but talking, (laughs) it's funny, but it's like, 
It's so funny. It's like to have to talk about you in what is that third third person? Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> but it, it's it's fun to watch how you don't let that hold you back, and and it, it it's beautiful to like get to talk to you, and you're like actually the same exact person that yeah, you're because like, I wasn't NBA two K created. I wasn't simulated and all that. Like. I really was myself. Like, FX, give me the green light. Yeah, I see the script. Yeah, I see the formula. But this is what I'm going to say because that's just me. Like, I got to add my flavor to it. Like, I can't just, you know, stick to a formula and filter myself at all times because I love being myself. Like, that's just me. Like, how you said, like, you saw the rawness of the performance with me arguing with my mom in the store. Like, I really had those moments. Like, when I broke that laptop in that store in the TV show, that really happened in real life. You feel me? Like, I really broke a laptop. It was a MacBook, though. But I broke it in front of my mom. And it's like, yeah, like, I'm normal. I have overreactions. Then I have moments where I'm happy, sad. So, yeah, man, everything that you see about me in the show is real. Like, it's that's all my storylines is based off real-life events. That's why people connect with it so good because it's like, they didn't, they didn't have to do too much. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have to do nothing at all, to be honest. They didn't have to do nothing. I'm not an actor. I never went to no acting classes. I don't know how to act like nobody else. Mm-hmm. Right. I, th- I think that's why I it works. Why- yeah. You go first. Uh, no, I, I was just saying, because, I mean, we all felt it because you was living your truth. And I feel like that's why it resonated, you know, universally to everyone else. And even, you know, my, my pops is black from Mississippi. And, you know, and, you know, they don't really talk about feelings or any of these type of things, or you wouldn't even know if they had anxiety or depression or any of these type of things. And you doing that on, on the show. So honestly, um, I've never seen it. I've never seen someone bring that amount of realism with, with the mental health that they have. Um, and so honestly, and, and even, you know, you're in that room, the friend's reaction to it, you know, we had Gary V on, um, and one of his statements was don't hang around people who don't make you feel good. And that's right. a perfect example of friends being like, oh, shit. OK, you have this. It's fine. We're all good with it. And then they made a joke about it. And then you all start. And, and it's kind of like that is where we all need to get to as a society. For sure, man. It's all about putting batteries in our people back and boosting them up to the next level. That's why I'm a little dicky hype, man, because I love seeing them feel good. Because if he feel good, then that means I'm feeling way better. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Dickie feeling good, or if my friends or anybody around me feeling good, then that means we're going to have a great time, man. That's what it's about, is uplifting your people. You feel me? It don't matter what color you are. Just make your people feel good. You walk down the street, you see somebody, hey, I like your shoes, man. Have a nice day. You know? Like, that's just me. That's how my dad is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I swear. My dad cannot walk down the street without not talking to somebody. Like, but we, but... I'm kind of like that too. I like always like nod at somebody or like I have to like kind of, yeah, I feel that. Um, Because like with me, uh, I just put out my EP and my EP was about my, my body dysmorphia as a kid and like growing up in the family that I grew up in. And also um, you should watch this video. It's called a time lapse of the future by Melody Sheep. His name is John Boswell. And it's a, also, my like I had him direct my music video for the end of everything, but it basically is a time lapse of the end of the universe, like post Earth dying. It's like how like the TV screen is just going to kind of like zap and turn off is kind of how I look at it. 
Um, and it really, really opened my mind and like changed the way that I think about everything. And that's what made me write the EP and the, the song, the end of everything. Um, and he directed that video and it's basically like a three minute version of this 30 minute video, but it's really crazy to watch. And, um, Lou is more the spiritual guru of this, but like, if you watch this video, it'll kind of make you think outside the box and about kind of like everything, like how you and I were talking about our moms, like Lou is always talking about his family and like growing up, like with no money and, uh, sorry, what we're in London. I am not going to say this, right? Where are you from? Lou? Out to Hackney. Northeast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, I feel like moms are always like busting their ass to like make it work for us. And um, Oh, yeah, for sure. They be working hard, man. That's all I know is my mom and my sister working hard. I'm mama's only boy, M-O-B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to dive into like um, how, how are you dealing with like or, or, or techniques you have to kind of deal with lockdown and isolation or any of these things i mean i know like i have a nine month old so she's keeping me super busy and i i read a lot of books my goddaughter (laughs) and uh, i can't i can't let not every time (laughs) um uh, every time i have to mention that that's my goddaughter uh, i know she can't wait to she i mean she we do drive-bys with no and she she lights up Oh, but I mean, yeah. How are you dealing with lockdown? Is there any techniques you have? I know, like, do you meditate? Is there anything that helps you keep your kind of your your mind from racing or any? Because I mean, now I'm at a point where my mind is always quiet because I work on my mental state being quiet. Um, so whenever I'm focused on something, for example, I don't know a job or like Noah says, she's she's great at when she focuses on one thing. Um, and when my mind's quiet, I manifest in the now because I'm thinking about things now. It's not about yesterday or tomorrow. It's about now. So I want to dive into how, you know, your daily aspects, how you deal with, you know, um, the bipolar disorder and all these type of things. Um, I'm I'm super intrigued by you. Oh, man, that's what's up, bro. I really appreciate that, man. So, look, this is how I deal with myself. Like, everybody else, I wake up in the morning, you know what I'm saying, brush my teeth, check in with my manager, and then I'm thinking about all the things that I want to create. It's easy for me to stay busy because, like, the situation that I'm in is new, it's fresh. A million things coming at me. I'm doing voiceover work. I'm doing music. Uh, I'm working on scripts. I'm auditioning. Uh, I be going on jobs, working out, just keeping my mind busy. And, like, I always just think about, like, like you, you think about the now. Me, I like to think about the past so I can remember to stay on the path that I want to stay on so I can keep going. You know, like, I like to think about both. You know, like, it's 50-50. Like, it is about the now, but never forget where you came from. Like, me, I like to probably sit there and be like, damn, man, I I really did come a long way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to think about the passion. I like to reflect, you know what I'm saying? And think about a month ago when I did have that negative reaction. Like, damn, why was I tripping? Or what was going on in my life? So I like to do a lot of reflecting. You know, mm-hmm. but that's how I Great. deal with my stuff. You know, when I'm in my quiet time, I just sit and think, you know, about the future for the most part, 80% of the time. But I'm not going to lie. I'll be thinking about them nights, bro. Like when I didn't have no money, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I really be thinking about that, bro. Like I be really thinking about when people was trying to tarnish my name when I didn't have no fame. You know what I'm saying? I really be thinking about that, you know, like it hurt me, you know, and I'm moving forward thinking about 
new things daily, bro. So that's just how I stay busy, man. I just stay planning for the future. That's it. And just make sure I keep myself in a positive environment with like-minded thinkers. That's how I go about my day. Like, I got to go outside low-key. It's hard to be inside the house during this quarantine. Me, I have to be inspired by my day. I have to go eat something nice. I got to go, you know, do something. Go see my mom, sister. Like, I got to go drive through my old neighborhood for a couple minutes, you know what I'm saying, just so I could be inspired, you know? Like, I got to get out of my new setting sometime just so I could think back, so I could, you know, keep going up. Mm-hmm. If I get comfortable with all the new friends around me and the new fame and the new money, it's like, bro, come on, bro. You know, it's all smoke and mirrors. You better think about where you came from. You better think about how you was in the foster system, how people wasn't really down for you. You know what I'm saying? So I do a lot of reflecting, bro. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. I respect that. Um, I think for me and, and for me to stay where I'm at, I, I, I reflect because I know where I came from. You know, my mom was a single parent with five kids, you know, we was on wealth, all that time. You could, everything you could ever imagine we saw um, socially, but looking back at me, me let me, now, say, let me say you one, one more thing. Yeah. Another reason why I still do a lot of reflect, reflecting because all my people still broke. True. Yeah. You hear me? That's why I reflect every day. Cause all my people still broke. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. And, and for me, um, I mean, when I, when I look back, I, I, I wouldn't change any of it. Because changing any of it means I wouldn't be where I am right now having this conversation with you or you wouldn't be where you are based off of those experiences. You would have taken a left or a right or any of those type of things. So every, and that's what I, what I bring from my past. But I mean, if we break it down factually, which, which Noah always mentions too, is factually the past is created now. Exactly. The future is created now. So there isn't anything exactly. else but the now. Um, and I love that you, the, the, I mean, we should absolutely reflect. I always reflect on where I came from and now with my, my daughter now, she's, I mean, she's not going to experience any, not one, if she experienced 1% of what I did back then it's 1% too much. You see what I'm saying? But, yeah. but I love who I am and I love where I am. So now I'm trying to just navigate that and raising her and making sure she's aware of the awareness of where I came from and I love who aware I am. of, and to expect, you know, that she's yeah. going to have a great life. Yeah, that's real, man. That's real. And I love yeah. who I am too, bro. That's why I always go back. That's why I always slide yeah. up in my hood. I always go say what to my homies and stuff. I don't let the, the TV and the lights and the cameras and the action and all that deter me from reality. You feel me? My people, yeah. still, my people still on the block. People telling me, don't go back. But it's hard not to. You know what I'm saying? So I just like to reflect, bro, and, you know, just try to move accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I try to do what I got to do safely healthy, you know what I'm saying? Make sure all my people that's around me are, are are thinking positive so we can get to the next level. Like I'm the type of person, like you could give, 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 give material. You can give money, you can do all that. But me, I'd rather give knowledge, game, you feel me? Like that's the type of person I am. Like get around me and learn a couple of things just off of, off of what I'm speaking on. <laughs> yeah. About. It, it's um again, it's like I want to drum home the manifestation part. So I, I feel like even with people who are less fortunate than myself, I give them the information of, of the power that they have. It's like, you know, there's a saying that I read somewhere. If you gave the world's 1% back to the 99%, you know where the world's worth would end up? Back at the 1%. Because mm. that's where their manifestations are. And also their expectations. Because you can manifest things with stress. You can stress about something and it still happens. Oh, like, man, that's what I'm saying, dude. It be dudes just waking up mad in the morning, like, bro, the 
the biggest two gifts you just got, you open both of your eyes. Why yep. are you mad? Why yep. are you big mad? Yep. And that's that's a key to happiness for me too is appreciation. I have water, I have a warm bed, I have love in my my life, I have, you know, those are the kind of the foundations for everything. You know, Noah's in my life, we we talk all the time, we have this podcast. This, if you if you micro might break down microscopically of all the great things in your life and start with the bare bones. I have, you know, water in my fridge, I have food in my fridge. Then you start developing this thing of being like, oh shit, everything is actually okay. The first two things I say when I get up every morning is every day above ground is a good day and breathing is a privilege. That's the first two things I say. I say those two things every day. And and that is why you have become the the heart and soul of Dave. <laughs> hey, love, bro. I really appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm really appreciate that, man. Season um, two, hey. I, I want to dive in a little on um like dreams. I want like I I want to just go there with you. I mean, what's your predominant thoughts? What are your your dreams? Is there any of the like I want to bring some of that into this 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 show? My dreams are to continue to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a, a mogul. I want to put other artists on. I want to like have a clothing line. I want to do a lot of things. I'm a big dreamer. Like I want to sign acts. I want to start a skate team. It's, it's a million things I want to do. Like I dream all day long. That's how I got to this position. Like that's all I think about is dreams, but I don't get caught up in my dreams because you got to think about the reality. And when you get those reality checks, you got to really cash those. You feel me? Like when somebody tell you something and call you out and they just let you know that you out of pocket, you got to really sit there and think like, okay, this is reality right now. That's why I appreciate Mike Hurts. That's why I appreciate my mom, my sister, um, Dave Bird, Lil Dicky. Like, they tell me the real. You feel me? You can't surround yourself with yes, man. So that's how I keep my dreams flowing. I surround myself with people that tell me no. You feel me? That don't be on my, you know what I'm saying, coattail. I, I want to be around people that tell me the real so I can keep dreaming. Amazing. What's your um, uh, thoughts on life after death? <sighs> Man, to be honest, I just believe that the that the spirit goes to a place that will forever remain, and that's all I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me too. I I, I believe because it, we, if we manifest in life, we also manifest in death. You know, as I tell, I, I say it all the time on on these shows is, you know, we see that's why a, a lot of people fear death or people try and create um, a, a, a never ending life. No, they don't understand that it already exists. I'm about to give you the prime example of life after death. My father died, right? Mm-hmm. Never knew him, ever. Never knew him, never seen him, never heard his voice, none of that. But guess what I be hearing all the time from my family members? Ooh, you look just like your daddy AC. Ooh, you walk just like him. Ooh, you talk just like him. Boy, you be clean as chillin'. You dress just like him. Like, his spirit is here. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Um, yeah. So for me, in terms of, you know, life, we see life as, as the beginning and death is the end, but there is, there is no opposite. We always, as humans put a thing on up and down or left or right, or how tall or how short, but we don't know how big we are in the actual universe. So therefore we don't know any of these things. We don't know if we're left, right, or wherever in the universe, because we don't know the size of it. Um, but again, just bringing this awareness to everybody and understanding the power that they have, and especially to this show, um, I, I know Noah says she doesn't want to give advice to her younger self, but I, like I'm so intrigued because I, I, what would I? My younger self wouldn't listen to me if I gave myself advice. 
what would your advice be to your younger self? Oh, you, you want to know why my younger self would have listened to me? Because I got plaques on the wall. I'm on TV. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I would have listened to I would have listened to me now. I would have yeah. been like, dude, this dude is doing it. He's on the cover of LA Times. He done met Leonardo DiCaprio. He's doing a podcast with, with Noah Cyrus. Of course, I'm about to listen to Big Gator. But I would I would have told, look, I would have told little Gator, hey man, stop hanging around them suckers. Hey man, uh save your money. You feel me? Like I would have told my younger self that, like. Just always be yourself. I would, everything that I know now is what I would tell my younger self. Like, man, just always believe in yourself, you know? And what's so crazy is I feel like a lot of my younger self is still in me. You know what I mean? But I know how to filter it. I know how to channel it. Like, I still buy my little Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. I act like a kid sometimes because at the end of the day, I have a youthful spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like, People see me and be like, boy, I think you're 25. You look like you're 24. That's just me, bro. Like, it's just my spirit. It's just my energy, bro. It's my whole little get down the way I wiggle. So it's just all about your energy, man. And I would tell my younger self, remain who you are. Mm, that's amazing. Woo, I got game, boy. That, that, that sounds like a ta- tattoo, honey. Uh, I love that. I think. <laughs> huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think. I think because at the time, whenever I was asked, what would you say to your younger self? I didn't really know what I would say to myself now. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really able to do so. Um, but I'm still in a place where I am like moving up, you know. I just recently, this year, and I would say a little bit of last year, kind of got comfortable enough to, you know, Noah. make Nobody will ever be able to relate to you. You've been famous your whole life. Of course, you got battles and struggles and you probably couldn't answer that question. Like, dude, like you live in a world where it's like, it's not even real. You feel me to certain people. So love yourself. Be who you are. Your battles that you deal with, yo, dude, that's you. You've been on. You feel me? Hold your head high. People look up to you. Dude. You feel me? Like, dude, you've been in this. You feel yeah. me? Like, it's not, you can, you're not responsible. You feel me? You didn't ask for this life. You were born into it. You feel me? So use it to your advantage. People want to hear your story. People want to look up to you. You feel me? Like you got to own that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to remember that. Definitely. Cause that means a lot coming from you for real. I love that. I'm going to hold um, on to that. I think last question me? would be um, like, what's next? When, when is Dave, two coming out i want to know like is yeah it- I, I i saw you say season two and i'm like season two i i want it to come out this year i'm like please come out next week oh uh, no nah, no nah, no nah. it's definitely not coming out next week you know we working on it man and it's coming you know what i'm saying season two on the way i can't say too much uh due to contracts and all that lawyers but it's coming we working on it and it will be here man and we here to stay man. little dicky gator <sighs> not, not even a little little insight Dude. Get, it, please. I can't, man. You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to get this man sued. Come on. <laughs> hey, look, my manager probably, he's waiting for me to end this. So he can be like, how did it go? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make sure you didn't say what? nothing. Yeah, yeah, what did you spill? Um, yo, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I really want you to know that this is not an understatement how many times I've rewatched and shown my friends this show and like literally just like, 
the second I watched it, my friend came to me and was like, Noah, you're going to really like this show. And hey, then keep showing them, Noah. I need 5 million followers. Oh, you know, I, no, I, no, I am. I, I fucking, Dave is literally one of my favorite shows ever. And, and it definitely dives deeper into, uh, your thoughts and feelings more than you expect out of a show that is based around the life that we live in. And it is really cool to kind of get the, like the, even the last episode, I'm not going to spill it for anybody, but you, you, you connect and, and it, it's, it's amazing to watch, you know, the show un, unravel and watch, watch even the, the people with it, within the show connect and, and, um, the like lessons that are kind of starting to get taught in without like throughout the show. So, um, yeah, Dave out now on FX. I mean, wait, not FX. FX, Hulu, FX and Hulu. Yeah, FX, yeah, FX man, and Hulu. Like I, I watched it on FX. That's yeah. what's um, up, man. That's what's up, man. Dude, congratulations on everything. And I can't believe we haven't met before if you're like, I know your brother Trace. Man, I was on tour with him, rocking out every night, going crazy. <laughs> Bro, that's so wild. Shake, shake it. I love it. Yeah, hey, man. I appreciate this opportunity. You know it means the world to me, man. It really does. Thank you so Yo, much. Yo, I'm going I'm to DM yeah. you. All right, for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, and then I'll, I'll get your number. All right, love. Appreciate it. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yep.